1: All right,
2: thanks for joining us. I hope uh, everybody's uh, feeling good and getting tied on for another good weekend of racing. It's kind of spread out all over the place. Uh, I wanted to uh, tell you, this week we've got uh, a... a old-timer, shall I say, and a first-time starter. The old-timer runs Old Friends, and that's Michael Blowen. And as you know, uh, the farm has just served as amazing living museum, uh, displaying some of racing's greats and. You can go down there. You're not looking at a painting. You're actually looking at Kentucky Derby winners like War, Allen Bloom, and Silver Charm, and Belmont winners like Sarava and Touch Gold, uh, and a lot of horses that have great stories in between. I know that it's coming in on the holiday season and I just want to kind of to guide you to the Old Friends website if you're a racing fan there are all kinds of great stuff that uh Old Friends can get for you. You can even get a certificate a partial ownership of some of the horses down there. Uh they've got uh, coffees, they've got statues. Uh they've got their new calendar out which is just sensational. And uh, also what has just come out it's uh coming out since 2012, I believe, and that's the new Old Friends magazine. It's an annual event that kind of highlights the things not only happening at the farm, but the new uh, residents of the farm, and, of course, it gives tributes to some of the horses uh, that passed uh, this year. So uh, hopefully we'll be talking to Michael Blown about everything that's happening down there and get you hooked up with a place to go for some great equine-related Holiday gifts for your friends. Then we have a first time starter, a gentleman that's working at a job I once worked at. Few decades ago, and uh, that is the publicist for the fairgrounds. And right now, it's Ryan Martin, who grew up in Louisville. He's been uh, a horse racing fan as long as he can think. Of course, his dad would take him to Churchill Down, so we'll get to meet Ryan. And then we'll get to talk about uh, Louisiana Champions Day. That's going to be Saturday, and it is a slew of $100,000 races. Uh, with one $150,000 race, and that is the Louisiana Champions Day Classic. But uh, Ryan's, uh, his job is to cover all these races and the people uh, either that are on the grounds of the fairgrounds or uh, will be shipping in at some point uh, for these races, and uh, so it's his job to know about those horses, so we will pass his knowledge About the horses at the fairgrounds this Saturday, on to you. Meantime, you're playing races from all over the country. And so uh, we want to go up to the top here and take a look at how we did this week. Before I do, can't help but thank Woodbine Entertainment for being the key sponsor here of Winning Ponies. Now, the Easy Win forms again, um, it's a very... Uh, intricate uh, way of coming up with selections. And and here are some examples um, from all over the country. Turfway Park is now the winter race place for Kentucky. Uh, had a good week there. They just started up last week. Uh, and it was, uh, uh, the 28th was an unbelievable day. Uh, had a cold 50 cent try that paid 4329 And how about this? On the same day, starting out, first race, $0.10 Super, $7,690. And uh, let's not forget our friends on the West Coast. uh, Delmar rounded that out, a $1 Super 5 key with $2,420. I could go on, but I don't have to. You can go over to winningponies.com, not only where you can order your easy win forms, where you can see All of our winners, we track them, and you can check them out if you want to. I'm not making these numbers up. They're pretty phenomenal. I hope to help you get a good day at the races. Well, my heart sunk a little bit pulling up the news today and finding out that uh, a a friend of mine and a guy that started out the same place I did uh, in Cincinnati, River Downs, is no longer with us, but you have certainly heard him before. Longtime Oakland track announcer Terry Wallace has passed away. Uh, he was a native of Cincinnati. Uh, let me get through the press release, and I'll share some personal uh, moments of, of Terry. Uh, he was the announcer there for 37 years. And man, he could paint a story, a great bellowing voice, uh, the voice of Oaklawn, he was known. And he started back there in 1975. And I do believe they are going to check the Guinness Book of Records because he called 20,191 records consecutive races. Uh, now, he did step down, but he stayed in the hot springs. I think if he ran for mayor, he'd win at a landslide. Uh, and he officially retired uh, just last year. It may have been for health reasons. I am not sure. But uh, as you read through some of the testimonials, uh, there's he's, he's one of those guys you just cannot say a bad word about. Uh, he was uh, so... Uh, powerful and uh, not in your face powerful, but uh, kind of awe-inspiring in that everything he knew about racing and studied the sport, but he certainly was a well-rounded individual. Uh, He graduated from Xavier, uh, University of Xavier in, in Cincinnati, where he held a language degree, and then he spent a year at the Sorbonne in Paris. Uh, before he turned his language skills into an announcer at River Downs. Now Terry used to work in the parking lot. A lot of good guys came out of that parking lot. Another one you might know, Mick Cronin, the coach in the Cincinnati Bearcats, uh, uh, started there, of course, from the announcers' booth at River Downs. Uh, we we also launched, uh, oh, Mike Battaglia, and uh, yeah, of course, of course. Terry, and then uh, Pete Aiello, who's calling it Gulfstream. Uh, my buddy Ed Meyer, who's there uh, now, though it's named Belterra, and also River Downs, a uh, my favorite, the one and the only Kevin Gomer, who went on to become the voice of Chicago racing. But I digress. Though that was uh, Terry's first announcing job, Oakland Park uh, became his home, and uh, it was just unbelievable that the the honors that he got in the declarations uh, for him and then uh, he received the Mr. Fritz Award from the National Turf Writers and Broadcasters Association back in 2011 I was glad to be there for that and uh, he was just a, a larger than life uh, personality he was just a great guy uh, but he Beyond the, the announcer's booth, uh, he was active in the fight against cancer. Uh, he served on the board of numerous charities in the Hot Springs uh, area, and he worked diligently with the United Way. And Of course, he was recognized by them in 2017 with a special tribute for his years of community service. Uh, basically, uh, he, like I said, he was the unofficial mayor of Hot Springs. Now, I went down there. I'm going to say it was about oh, let's see how old's my son now. It was about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, well, and Terry was such a gracious host. I went down there. I did a road trip with my youngest son. He was probably about oh, I'll say 12 at the time, but he was. Of my three sons, he was the one that followed racing the most. Terry was just so gracious, and he let Pat get behind the microphone and take pictures on his telephones uh, television set. Uh, when I say television set, I mean the set where he did his television show. He wasn't sitting on his TV. <laughs> but uh, my, one of my favorite quotes from, from Terry as we are talking about his move from Cincinnati to Hot Springs, he said, you know, John, he says, I've been to a lot of different towns and cities and racing as we all have bounced around a bit and uh and he said you know most places you go you tell them they work at the racetrack and uh when you go into a diner <laughs> a restaurant and and they sit you next to, to the restroom he said in hot springs you tell me work at the racetrack and they sit you in the front window that's how much this city embraces racing and that city also embraced terry wallace um and uh he just loved it down there because you'd get him talking about hot springs and he just lit up. So, sad to lose him. Uh, great guy. He survived by his wife, Alice. He's got uh, two sons and a daughter and actually four grandkids. So, uh, Terry Wallace, one of the greats in racing, an amazing ambassador, no longer with us. <sighs> okay, um, no longer with us on the racetrack is uh, Breeders' Cup hero Mendelson. He is going to be going to the Breeders' Cup shed. You may remember Mendelssohn sold for $3 million. He was the Keeneland September sales topper. And uh, he's only going to bring $35,000. He's going to go to Coolmore uh, in Kentucky, Ashford Stud. Uh, he'll be holding next year. Uh, the other thing a lot of people might forget about Mendelssohn, part of his $3 million price, is that he is a half brother to four time eclipse champion beholder. So for 35,000, you can head down there. Uh, you know, he, he, he was amazing. He had periods of absolute glory and, uh, and so many times he would come up just a little bit short, uh, particularly, uh, this year though. Um, he did win 1.2 million dollars, but he was just knocking on the door. He was third in the Dwyer, second in the Travers, uh, Jockey Club Gold Cup second. Uh, he was uh, fifth in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Had a terrible trip in the Derby. Uh, just you know, finished, uh, believe, dead last, and they were beaten 73 links. But then he'd have wins like by 18 and a half, setting a new track record uh, over over in Dubai. So, uh, you know, but anyhow, Mendelssohn for 35000 I think he is going to get a full Book of Mayors, that's for sure. Okay, the Secretariat Vox Populi Award, uh, the fans have spoken and winks. Australia's queen of racing has been voted the winner of the Vox Populi Award uh, in the uh, year-end online poll. You may recall this was created by Secretariat's owner, Penny Shenery, and it's awarded annually to recognize horses whose popularity and racing excellence best. Resounded with the general public, and I gained recognition for thoroughbred racing. Uh, She is just unbelievable. Reminds a lot of people of uh, you know Zenyatta uh, with her amazing run uh, of wins. Uh, She's uh, seven years old and and still winning races. She said twenty nine. Yes, do you hear that? Twenty nine consecutive wins, and uh, just this year she recorded her fourth straight victory in Australia's prestigious Cox Plate with a perfect 7-for-7 record. Unbelievable. She has career earnings in U.S. dollars of $16 So congratulations uh, to Winx. Uh, She now stands along the likes of California Chrome, American Pharaoh, Painter, and Zenyatta. So uh, the Vox Populi... Goes to winks. Okay, the finalists have been announced for the George World Memorial Award. All of them very well deserving. And uh, it, it, I'd have a hard time splitting the, this field. Uh, you know, Joe Bravo, uh, Kerwin Clark, uh, Julian Lee Paru, uh, Gary Stevens. Uh, I mean, what an outstanding group. Uh, and uh, so uh, we'll find out, I'll give you the announcement of that, but what they like about this is that this award isn't for a number of wins or appearances or anything like that. Um, the, the Wolf Award can only be won once and uh, it's a you've, it's voted on by your fellow riders which is uh, a pretty cool thing. And most people say it's the, it's the best award they win. So uh, we're going to be going, as I told you, to the fairgrounds uh, to do some handicapping. But remember, at Los Alamitos on Saturday, and uh, adjust your post times, uh, but we've got the uh, Los Alamos Cash Call Futurity. And how about Bob Baffert? You know, that was was his uh, backyard there for a while. Uh, Now, this race was formerly known as the Hollywood Futurity. It was moved to Los Alamitos after, of course, Hollywood Park was closed. Check it out Dortmund, Morris Spirit, Mastery, and McKenzie have given Baffert a sweep of the Futurity since Los Alamos took possession of it. And he's going to have two of the top choices in there. In the unbeaten Colts, improbable and mucho. Gusto. Uh, Improbable came out, broke its maiden by a neck. Drayden Van Dykes, the regular rider, came back in the street sense, recorded a 93 buyer, pulling away by seven and a quarter lengths. So he's got the inside with Improbable and the outside with Mucho Gusto who came out running one by four. Joe Talamo in the saddle then and will continue to be in the saddle after he won the grade three Bob Hope last time. He he had a little bit tough. He was kind of in touch Fight, but he was able uh, to get out. So uh, keep an eye on Los Alamitos Cash Call Futurity. And in the Starlet, Baffert's going to be sending out a half-sister to American Pharaoh. Her name is Chasing Yesterday. Just won the Desi Arnez at Del Mar. But the slight favorite is Vibrance, who ran third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. So she's trained by Mike McCarthy, and again, uh, most cappers are giving her the slight edge. Going to go real quick. Looks like I had trouble getting hold of Michael, but I got a great stand-in for him. At Aqueduct, the Cigar Mile, we talked about the horses coming out of the Kelso, and the winner of the Kelso, pattern recognition goes wire to wire. Horse for course has never been beat at Aqueduct. This is now three for three. Jose Ortiz was in the saddle. Prior to that, was the grade two Remsen Stakes. The winner in there, pointing towards the Derby, they say, Maximus Mischief, is supposedly going to make two starts before the Kentucky Derby. Uh, horse had been training at Parks, now has a big win at Aqueduct. Good looking horse, a very strong finish after pressing the pace. Uh, Maximus Mischief, trained by Robert Reed, the Remsen, a horse to watch on the Kentucky Derby Trail next year. Then in the sixth race, it was the Gopher Wand Handicap. The winner that I picked, no big deal. A lot of other people did. Made a really game uh, move into the stretch. It was Marley's Freedom, the big favorite coming out where he just missed in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint at Churchill Downs by a half length in a bulky 14-horse field. And then the Demoiselle grade 2, the winner in there, the 11-1 shot. Positive Spirit, trained by Rodolphe Brissett. He's guy is on the rise, and uh, this daughter of Pioneer of the Now drew off big time in the stretch, taking the Demizel again. Remember that name? Positive Spirit. We'll be looking for the Kentucky Oaks. Alright, we're going to head down to Georgetown, Kentucky after we take a break. I'm John Englehart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. <laughs>
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track?
3: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast
1: all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host john Engelhart.
2: All right. Well, as it turns out, Michael Blowing, who's always busy at fundraisers and the like, uh, uh, is got his phone in his pocket or his ringer off or something like that. But uh, it, that's okay. I got, I got a great uh, other half of the entry in here, and a gentleman by the name of Joe Steiner. Joe's been a guest on the show before. Uh, He's got connections to old friends. I know that for sure. Uh, You may or may not recall that he was the exclusive exercise rider for Silver Charm, who's kind of the poster boy for the track. He, He graces the brand new issue of Old Friends that has been printed, I believe, since 2012 with outstanding Outstanding Photography uh, by Eclipse Award winning uh, Barbara Livingston. Uh, but there, there is a, a section in the book uh, called Two Artists, One Passion. And uh, so one is the photographer, uh, Barbara Livingston, and the other is the outstanding artist, Dagmar. I'm going to screw her name up. Gallthner Steiner. With me is her husband, Joe Steiner. Joe, help me out. How do I always chop her name up?
4: Oh yeah, it is kind of a tricky last name, and just the way it's, well, it's long. So it's actually Galeitner. G A L L E I T H N E R. Um, very German name, as mine is. Um, but anyway, it's it's Gleitner, and it's it's a, yeah, it's a tricky one. But anyway, I was, it was a great article that came out in, that, in the Old Friends uh, Daily Racing Forum magazine. It's really well written, and it painted a very good light on both of these great artists.
2: Well, uh, I've been blessed to have her work from some of my photography, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can't darken the shadow of Barbara Livingston's doorstep. Now, I, to be, I'm, be totally honest with you, I'm going through and I'm making notes, you know, on, on the new magazine that comes out because it's always different every year. It's not boilerplate. They take different angles and, of course, cover new and old horses. But I, I turned to page 18. And I said, oh, that's a beautiful photo of charismatic. And then I looked down. And it's a painting by Dagmar. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I look like I can reach out and pet him on the neck, Joe. It's phenomenal.
4: Yeah, I know it. It is beautiful. And this was a, a photo that was taken while he was standing in Japan. So it, there's actually a little bit of snow in the background, and it's yeah. uh, th- it was really fun watching her create that because it's it's like magical watching her do this stuff, like the process as she's making it. It was just amazing and it came out so
2: well thank you oh my god it's 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 beautiful now uh, her you know i'm i'm really you know one of the things i'm kind of focusing when it gets to be this time of year i like to uh you know uh bring to light different uh authors and different artists and things like that because a lot of times people are scratching their and saying you know i uh, just can't keep giving my buddy a picture of the kentucky derby winner every year and uh, the fact that this book is now out i remember uh, talking to you before it did or of course talking to dagmar during its creation um and it is it's it's done and it, it, it's for sale and uh it's called the art of old friends and basically she spent i'm going to say years uh working on this and uh, it, it's uh, it's just an outstanding book. And, and again, I've got to look twice because, Joe, I swear half of her work looks like it's photography. It's so detailed. It's so beautiful. Uh, it, it's fantastic. But I understand that that we can order these now. Uh, the Art of Old Friends, and um, yes. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm scrolling down here now, just looking at, at some of them. A uh, nice picture of you guys there. And uh, so, okay, so basically, they they can order it through old friends. And I'm going to give the number out twice. Okay, folks, I'm giving it to you now. I'm going to give it to you at the bottom of this interview. It's 502-863-1775. And Joe, are, are you st- – you and Dagmar are still offering the book at different levels where some can come autographed and things like that?
4: Um, yes, they, there's no different levels, they, but you can request an autograph. Um, the levels um, were all a, a beginning promotional program that they had before the books even came out. So, um, And it really went well to, to get the book going and really make it, uh, you know, bring some more light to it all. But anyways, yeah, they, they go for thirty nine ninety five, and I think if you buy at this point for around Christmas time, um, if you buy a five or more, I think it's uh, I think you said it was ten percent off, so or is it twenty percent off? Anyways, I'm, I should know that, but um, oh yeah, call the office at that number, and um, they'll take the order, the information. One hundred percent of the profits goes to these horses, so that's the. That was Dagmar, 100% of her.
2: <laughs> so. That's unbelievable. I, I know they, that, that could have bought a lot of Christmas presents for uh, for your young son Jonah, but uh, for her to make that uh, donation is extremely magnanimous. And also for anybody that's listening, you can just go to old friends' uh, website pretty easy with anybody that's got a computer these days. And if you didn't get the number you didn't have a pen, you can you can still get it and uh other items at old friends now joe when we last talked concerning old friends you were doing some work out at the farm are, are you still uh, uh donating your time to help some of these old guys
4: you know what i was using um a, a magnetic electromagnetic blanket that had helped a few horses and then you know as their physical ailments just got too extreme that one of the horses I was working on had to be put down. And, um, I, you know, I kind of, I kind of lost interest. Um, I kind of lost heart actually. And I sold that machine. So anyway, I haven't it's, been working with them out lately. So.
2: Well, I know you were, uh, also over the past couple of years, uh, working exclusively for a couple trainers and getting back in the saddle. Are you still doing that?
4: Yeah, I was doing that in the spring. Um, this spring I was working horses out at Keeneland. My latest um, goal that I have set is I, I'm, I'm going to go, I've been checking around for some just some different uh, business opportunities that I felt like was going to be something, a direction I'd like to go at this point. And um, I, I have a, a good friend of mine that trains horses in Ocala. So I'm kind of feeling out that direction at this point.
2: Very interesting um now something yeah. I want to ask you I don't know because uh, I don't no. know the answer uh you were very intimate with silver charm during the peak of his career. when you go out to the farm, does he recognize you?
4: Yeah, no I have a lot of people say ask me that and, and I believe he does and I believe that if they remember good and bad, so I mean he's had so many people in his life you know that that have been hands on and I was at one point just through the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. That was my period of time with him, um, and that was a long time ago. So, um, I I have a feeling he does. I just have that uh, inner feeling, like, yeah, yeah I know you. <laughs> <laughs> that that
2: that that's fantastic. Um, well, uh, d- tell me, d- does Dagmar have any? You know projects, uh, in, in the works. I mean, where do you go from here? It, it, it's such an amazing body of work that she already has. I can't imagine the time that goes into just even one work. Uh, th- does she have kind of a new goal uh, set up for herself?
4: Yeah, she does. She's She actually has a project that she's working on right now. Um, it's with Doug O'Neill. They call him Team O'Neill. Anyways, uh, he, he's a good friend of mine, and Dagmar knows him, and she decided on her own that she wanted to create, because he has so many really nice horses and a lot of real big fan favorites. I mean, he's won the Kentucky Derby twice. He had that great horse, Lava Man. Uh, everybody knows, you know, a lot of his horses. So she painted, uh, she's doing a new thing called, uh, was Graphite Pencil? Um, it's essentially pencil. And she did um, justify not for him, but she did him, and it's just amazing. So now she's working on this project with with Doug. She did Nyquist and Golden Sense, and they just they're, they're amazing. You got to see them. So she's on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, she has a website dagmarsgallery.com, and and she can kind of check her stuff out on there. But that's her new her new direction is this pencil, and it's. It's stunning. It's breathtaking, and I, I when I watch her do it, and she's so um, she has so much passion for this more than anything she's ever done. It's it's beautiful. Uh, it's it,
2: it's fantastic, and and I know that uh, I believe she's been commissioned numerous times to do the cover for the program of the uh, Pacific Classic. Have they reached out to her again? Do you know?
4: This year, they didn't reach out to her. She did the last four in a row, and Joe Harper, who's the vice president there, he said that they they gave her a year off <laughs> and can in, be in coming back next year. So that's exciting. So it's, it's actually oh, a big honor that she chosen two in a row, and she got to do four in a row, which was huge. What an honor. Those pictures that she's painted are um, in the hallways at Del Mar and in the main offices. So it's it quite
2: an honor it it, it really is well um, I just uh, want, want to thank you so much for for coming in pinching for Michael. Uh, next time you see him, tell, tell him he owes me a calendar at the least. For He's probably out to dinner hobnobbing with some people in Georgetown and stuff. But it was great to to catch you on such short notice. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best if you do decide to do a, a venture in Ocala. I know uh, I, I've seen you over the months. You've maintained your, your fitness. Um, I know at one point, too, you were a life coach. Are you doing anything along those lines for any young riders?
4: Yeah, that's something that I I, ha- I have one guy that I am working with, and I will be working with more. So that's just that's just uh, something that goes along with the territory for me. So I'll, I'll seek out the next little guy that I want to work with, and you know, I just I just want to help people. Like someone who's been through my experiences, that I that I can bring to the table for a young guy, it's, I feel I can help him a lot. So that's why I like doing that kind of stuff.
2: All right. Well, Joe, I know when I get to post some things, I always hear from your, uh, your family. They're always watching you and rooting for you uh, still out there. And I believe the uh, Northwest uh, section of the, the racing world. And uh, it seems like you surround yourself with, with good people and uh, you certainly give off good vibrations. I think you're a great ambassador to the sport, Joe Steiner.
4: Well, thank you. That's an honor, too. I, I really appreciate that, John.
2: Wow! All right, Joe. Well, let's see if I even come close. Say hi to Dagmar, Gail Leitner Steiner for me. That, that's Did
4: perfect. I come
2: close.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just.
2: Gonna, I'm going to write it down phonetically from now on, <laughs> and not look at the spelling. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate you stepping in. Again, uh, I, I'll, I'll be sure to uh, bust Michael's chops when I talk to him the next time for a uh, big time in me. And uh, say hi to Dagmar. And uh, best of luck. I haven't seen your son Jonah since the phasic Tipton sale. And I'm guessing by now he's probably a ball of fire running around the house.
4: Oh, my. He, he, it's, I had to take him out of the barn today. So, yeah, he, he needs to run. So, I mean, he runs all day long. <laughs> Amazing.
2: <laughs> well, that's good. Well, he, he's got good bloodlines top and bottom. I'm sure he'll be a great young man. Joe Steiner, thanks a million for joining us here on Winning Ponies. I greatly appreciate you helping me out.
4: You bet, John, any time.
2: All right. Well, we've been Hello. talking with the uh, former uh, rider, uh, Joe Steiner, mostly rode on the, uh, the West Coast. And... Uh, talking about the great art of his wife, Dagmar Galitna. I got it now. And I want to remind you one more time that the book, The Art of the Old Friends, is is available uh, at 502-863-1775. And no, I'm not getting any kickbacks. I just want to bring your attention to one of the most beautiful uh, coffee table books you'll ever be able to read. Uh, bestow upon someone as an outstanding holiday gift. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. We'll be back shortly.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com All right, and with me now, a
2: first-time starter, Ryan Martin. I glossed over his resume a bit at the top of the show, grew up in Louisville, and now he's working a gig I used to work a couple decades ago down at the fairgrounds as their publicist off, I believe, the Chantilly Boulevard, if I can remember. Ryan Martin, how you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing well, John. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I had to switch guests just before you, but hey, and that's what happens when you do a live spot here. So, But Joe Steiner was great, and uh, I, I always like uh, promoting old friends. It's a fantastic facility. But uh, I also like promoting some of my favorite racetracks, and one of those is the fairgrounds. Now, Ryan, to date myself, when I worked there, it was previous to the fire, and uh, the place was just, uh, it was magnificent. Of course, I believe the Am I right? The third oldest track in the United States. And And uh, that is correct and it just you could see where they had started and built it during different decades and it had grown and taken it but it was wooden so you knew that once that fire started it was going to go fast but it also had really neat nooks and crannies and you know certain people like to go to a place called the palms room don't ask me why i didn't have any palm trees there um and then there were there was the oyster bar and certain people uh, like places near the paddock everybody had their own niche uh it was really kind of a cultural thing when i was there it started on thanksgiving day and uh it was a family tradition they'd have kind of early post time people would go to the fairgrounds watch the thanksgiving day handicap and the other races and then go home to their dinner uh but again i'm just dating myself ryan martin tell us a little bit about you your entrance in racing and what
0: you're doing now well, horse racing was something that, for me, I was introduced as as I wasn't even four years old. Uh, some of my earliest memories were formed uh, when going to the racetrack with my father, uh, racetrack being Churchill Downs. I'm a proud Uh and so that being said, Churchill Downs is my home track. And it's nice to be down here at the fairgrounds because there's so much crossover between a lot of the horsemen and a lot of the jockeys. Uh, you see a lot of the same faces on the fairgrounds backstretch during uh, the winter meet that you would up at uh, Churchill Downs during their racing season. Guys like Al Stahl, guys like Dal Stewart, and uh, Tom Amos come to mind. And you know, in the jocks room, you've got guys like Corey Lannery, Florent Giroux, and and, and Sean Bridgemahan and guys like that. So it's it's nice to develop a first-name basis with guys like that. But but I knew from a, from a very young age that I wanted to do something in racing and, you know, I got my first racing, first, what I really consider my first racing job. I interned for the Saratoga Special one summer in college. Really? Yeah, for, uh, yes, yes. With uh, the Clancy, Clancy brothers and, Clancy. and Tom Law? Yes, yeah, great people. I love, love yes. all three of them. Can, matter of fact, can, consider me the president of the Saratoga Special fan club. I don't know
2: about that, you know, the, Tom Law is one of my best friends, so we go back, and I killed him, I was the handicapper in the last edition, which of course means nobody would have seen my picks, and I had seven wins on the day.
0: Oh, geez, wow, <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're all great people, and, and just being back there at Saratoga was, I mean, it, it really is horse racing Hollywood. And it was a very, very much an eye-opening experience for me. But, you know, I've been, I've been very blessed over the years uh, that I've had so many opportunities, whether it be at Saratoga. I, I wrote barn notes at Churchill Downs for, for, uh, for two years. And I ended up down here in New Orleans working at the fairgrounds.
2: Well, as I told you when we first had our conversation, that, that was a job of mine a couple decades ago, and it was great. Like I said, the atmosphere, the people, the characters, I don't know how much that's changed. You know, uh, most of the people I p- knew were probably dead by now, but uh, you know, th- there were just some amazing people like the legendary Black Cat Lacombe and uh, the... Louis Roussel, who I know still trains in the area, uh, but there were also some great people that worked uh, in the racing department, Uh, uh, Mervyn Munez. Uh, and his brother Ramon. And again, I'm dating myself, but I'm also recollecting how much I loved the fairgrounds and some of the amazing um, relationships. Uh, the track announcer, Tony Bentley, we're still friends to this day. Uh, and it's just, uh, there was something about uh, the fabric of racing uh, in New Orleans that just uh, spanned, uh, you know, decades. And I don't know how much different it is now because, obviously, it's got a new look and everything like that. Uh, and then you've got the city itself, which has an amazing European charm.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, and, you know, I was and it's funny you mentioned Tony Bentley because, you know, when I was a little boy, you know, I mean, watching horse racing in mm. 97, 98 when I was, you know, four or five years old, Tony Bentley was the track announcer at Fairgrounds and i had actually never been to the fairgrounds until i took the job here last december and so i couldn't tell you how much is still the same since obviously you know, i hadn't been since the first time i'd been was december last year but i actually met tony bentley for the first time on thanksgiving day and i was the i was the racing analyst while uh, joe christefek was still at churchill and tony bentley went out of his way walked up to me in the paddock shook my hand said hey Tony Bentley, I was a track announcer here. You're doing a good job. I'm like, oh, I know who you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. (laughs) Uh (laughs)
2: Uh-huh. You know, I pulled uh, pulled down uh, Cadillac Records from Netflix a couple weeks ago. And uh, Mm -hmm. really good movie. And Tony's in it for a good portion of the show. Really? He's moved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a Renaissance man. He gave tennis lessons. He had a cooking show. He was a track announcer. He sang in the the opera down in New Orleans. This guy
0: is. You know what? I, I was talking to John Dooley, uh, the current track announcer, and and he said that that he does. He's kind of a jack of all trades.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and I believe yeah. he's the maître d' at Galatoire's. Uh, if you've ever been there, it's pretty high end, and I know that that us in racing don't make a whole lot of money. But, yeah, to Tony, some of the time, is the uh, you walk into Galatars, and he's the maitre d'. He sits you, he entertains you, but he's good at that, man. He's a schmoozer plus. But I digress, Ryan. <laughs> big weekend, big uh, Saturday for sure down there. Uh, I told you I've always been a, a big supporter of, straight, of state bread programs and so we got about 10 minutes to knock out five races i don't know if that's possible so let's see how quick we can go we'll take it from the bottom and work our way to the top Uh, the louisiana champions day lassie it's uh it's race five um uh, you know really impressed with uh midnight fantasy uh silver Sense and good profit. I could make a case for all three of them. I guess if I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean to a horse that's eligible for a nine winners or two, and that's Midnight Fantasy. How about you, Mr. Handicapper, Ryan Martin?
0: Well, this race seems pretty straightforward. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Midnight Fantasy is the one to beat, just based off of her, her highly impressive maiden win on opening day. I mean, she just really made it look she made it look real easy. There toward the last 16th of a mile, she looked a little bit green. But you want to know something? A lot of two-year-olds have those tendencies, kind of those quirks where they kind of, you know, play around a little bit. You know, she was probably just getting bored and just kind of, you know, feeling herself. And, yeah, you've got two stakes winners in here with Silver Sense, uh, who won the stake uh, on Louisiana Cup Day at Louisiana Downs. Good profit. Uh, a last-out stakes winner at Delta. But, I mean, numbers-wise, Midnight Fantasy towers over both of them. And, I mean, she just has that look that just says she's the one to beat. And, I mean, its I think if if there's one single on the day, well, I take that back. If there's one single on the day, it's later on in the card, but we'll talk about that (laughs) later. Midnight Fantasy could very well be a single, though.
2: I know, I know who that horse is. It's going for eight straight. All right. That's quickly, right. we we'll already know. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll move on, um, uh, to the, to the champions day turf, by the way, uh, can you give me a weather report? Cause I know the weather guys down there are terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, last time I checked, we were, we were looking at a hundred percent chance of rain. Uh, there is a good chance that it very well could rain. Um, I, this, the last time I checked was, was just this morning. Uh, it could So, I mean, it could have very well changed, but, but the forecast, unfortunately, is not looking very favorable. Now, if some of these races were to be taken off the turf, obviously that's going to change some things, and I did speak with some trainers uh, that did say, well, we would scratch if it were to come off the turf or otherwise. But, you know, generally on big days like this, unless it's, unless it'd have to be really bad for them to take some of these off the turf, um, you know, with with, with, the, with these being stakes races, of course.
2: All right. Uh, again, we're talking about Ryan Martin, handicapper down at the fairgrounds. My eye tends to go to in the Navy uh, just off of this gelding's consistency.
0: Yeah, you know, in the Navy has certainly fallen into a really nice little pattern of consistency, like you said. Uh, really, you know, his only... The only real bad race that he ran in his past six starts was two starts back where he was fourth against Open Company, Louisiana down. But he had no racing room. He just had a real bad trip and a rough way to go. But this horse is one that's really started to figure things out. However, I'm going to go with the horse to his inside 91 Assault. This is a horse who has faced Open Company He's run well against Open Company, two starts back at Belmont. He was 15-1 to one and was only beaten a neck uh, over a yielding going. So if this race, over, were to, if it were to get rain and the, the turf were to be yielding, you know that's not going to be an issue for a horse like 91 Assault. And if you watch his last race in the Mr. Sulu, the race that in the Navy, did win. This horse had a really bad trip. He was well, well off a slow pace. He was van wide. He was, had to close late to get third, and I think he's actually the best horse in the race. Take nothing away from him in the Navy. He's a nice-looking horse as well, but I would take 91 Assault sold over in the Navy.
2: All right. We've got to put 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack. Uh, the Champions Day Classic, the richest race of the day, $150,000. i am not even going to chime in because I'm kind of spread out on this race. Ryan Martin, who do you like?
0: you know something it's it's interesting because last year we had a standout in the louisiana champions day classic in mobile bay and and he's a horse that proved himself as a louisiana legend so to speak he really made his presence known against open company outside of his home state now this year's edition of the classic is not quite as wide open now last year he narrowly beat a horse by the name of Grand Basin, who is coming back in this race. Grand Basin has not won since April of 2017, but I'm going to tell you something. If Grand Basin is going to win, it's going to be at the fairgrounds over the main track. He's only won six times in his 44-race career. All six of those times took place at the fairgrounds. But I'm going to go against him. I'm actually going to go lean toward the rail with Autumn Warrior, this is a horse that last time was well-beaten over the turf. Wasn't his deal. He was well-beaten against Graded Stakes Company in the Super Derby, outclass. And I spoke with Al Stahl this morning, and he seems to think that back on the main track against his own kind is going to move him up. And you should see the same Autumn Warrior that you saw in his first three career starts. He started off his career undefeated, and then, you know, they, they, they took some shots with the big dogs, and, you know, you, when a horse is hot, you've got to give him at least those chances. Uh, but with him taking a dropping class and going back to the main track, he's just fired a bullet, uh, worked uh, a half-mile in 47-1 and, 47 and one here on the 30th. He's a nice-looking horse. Another interesting one in here is Ready Prospector, the four. I actually really liked this horse on opening day. He was 6-1. to one. They ran him on the turf first time. And I just kind of figured they're maybe just looking for a win, so they wanted to try something new. Uh, it's kind of interesting that he's back on the main track, but obviously he's proven he can win over the main track. And, you know, with it, with rain being in the forecast, he does not mind the slop. Uh, four starts back, he was a close second over a sloppy going on premier night at Delta. Uh, he was a uh, second beaten a half length uh, in a maiden event. Uh, last June, June of 2017 at Evangeline, so he certainly can handle the flop. All
2: right, Ryan, I'm up against a hard out here in about three minutes. I think the Champions Day sprint is the one that we don't have to spend too much time on. Monte, man, is unbelievable. I don't know why he was ever racing on the East Coast. Once he got to Louisiana, he said, hey,
0: now I'm home, and
2: he's just won seven in a row.
0: No question, uh, John and Ron Fouche is over the moon with this horse. And you know he's he's had his races spread out over the summer. I spoke with Ron Fichet, his trainer, and he said, you know, he just wanted to go easy on him. It gets hot down here in Louisiana in the summer, so he kind of backed off him. And he's coming back, spinning back in three weeks. But Fichet is not concerned about that at all. And if anyone, if he if he doesn't win on Saturday, it's going to be a situation that beats him, not a horse.
2: Absolutely. Again, that is the uh, Louisiana Champions Day Sprint. Hey, we looks like we might get it under the wire in time here with Ryan Martin, and the uh, the Ladies Day Sprint uh, Minute to Stardom seems to be the one that everybody's looking at. Kind of almost a similar scenario to Monte Man in that uh, this horse is banging heads with the big boys um, at Churchill Downs and Saratoga, and but as Two for two in the fairgrounds, and is back on her home turf. Sprint seems to be the way she wants to go. My eyes driven to that horse, and I kind of like ours to run. Uh, Larry Jones, man, he's one of my favorite trainers.
0: Yeah, Larry's a great guy, but I'm going with Minute to Stardom in here as well. It, it does kind of appear to be a, a, a kind of a matchup: Minute to Stardom versus Ours to Run, but. Really, the the kind of the 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 breaker here is how do they do against open company? and minute to stardom, dusted open company, two starts back at Churchill, and ran against some nice ones. Ran against upset Brewing Salt Bay, a couple stakes place Phillies. Uh, so, the, assuming the layoff is not a concern, which it shouldn't be, she's done it before. Minute to stardom your horse to beat in here.
2: All right. Well, I. I just hope Al Stahl can get off the schneid. I mean, when yeah, have you same. seen him 20, 26 and, oh, you got to be kidding me.
0: Yeah, well, I, this whole time when he was through the slump, I was saying he's going to get his win with minutes of stardom. So, hope it happens.
2: He, he actually could get, get a, a couple of them, to be honest with you. Um, again, uh, horses to put underneath. Uh, it looks like Wheatfield is probably run her best races and ought to go to the breeding shed, though she has been racing against uh, Open Company, but uh, even though she's won close to $400,000, hasn't won in two years, um, this could be her last hurrah.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. She's one that's kind of fallen off on form, and, and, you know, it's, but really it just comes down to those two. Shakopee Town to the rail also could run. A really nice race. I mean, she's she's consistent as well. So don't totally sleep on her. <laughs> I won't.
2: Hey, Ryan Martin, it's been great having you on the show. Happy to meet you. I'm going to be tapping you down the road when we get close to the Louisiana Derby, and I'm pretty sure I'm scheduling a trip down to New Orleans. So expect a credentials request from me. I'd love to meet you in person and make sure you say hi to Mr. John Dooley for me.
0: I certainly will, John. Thanks so much for having me. All
2: right. That was Ryan Martin, the uh, track uh, handicapper and publicist at the fairgrounds. Uh, I want to thank Joe Steiner for subbing uh, for uh, my good friend Michael Blowen. And remind you folks, if you're looking for a great Christmas gift, go to the Old Friends website. If you're looking... To cash a big ticket to get your holiday gifts, come to winningponies.com and pull down our easy win forms. So for my producer, Josh Bygosh, for Joe Steiner, and for Ryan Martin, I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. When you go to the races, bet with your head.